I've got a hunger Twisting my stomach into knots That my tongue is tied off Welcome to We Have the Facts, we need to get to all things Death Cab for Cutie, the national and indie music in general. I'm your host, Ali Abdul-Steven, with me as always, my co-host, Justin Tachi. Justin, hey. Hey, how's it going? It's going okay. I feel like uh, uh, it's, a, it's a different mood today, because I'm not on this episode, and uh, that always makes me feel weird. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you physically removed yourself from the episode. You were like, I don't want to be on it. Um, as most of you who have downloaded the episode know, the episode is about... Um, us talking about the Bright Eyes album, I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning. We figured, fuck it, they just released a new single, so why not? And uh, Ali pretty much was like, yeah, he said he was going to do it, and then he was like, I'm bailing. So then I had to recruit my friend Joey Cahill to, uh, to and a uh, freaking collaborator, collaborator with the uh, podcast to come on. Okay, so I feel like that's not the accurate story. The accurate story is that I listened to the album, and I, while I respect what Bright Eyes does and the music they write, I find Connor Oberst to be very annoying, and his singing sounds like if a teenager was reading you his poetry. And I'm like, I don't care how good the poetry is, I don't want to listen to a teenager whine. And it's just generally how I feel like Connor Oberst. And I said, Justin, this might be a good entry point for a lot of Bright Eyes listeners, which already might have turned it off based on the things I just said. But if they stuck around, they will know that I decided I'm going to bow out and let you talk to it about with someone else that also has a lot of knowledge and love for Bright Eyes, and that way we can cater to the Bright Eyes listeners without me having to pretend I care, which I don't. To be fair, you've never cared about caring, you've never cared about caring before, but and this time you said that you had nothing nuanced to say about it, whereas like at least with like if you didn't like a Death Cab or National song, you can be like I like this, but I don't, but I don't like that. Yeah, I feel like there's the this barrier of entry with Bright Eyes where I'm just like, eh, his voice is annoying. I don't care how good the song is. It's just going to be annoying. At the best, it's going to be annoying. At the worst, it's going to be annoying. So why even try to talk about it? Meanwhile, I understand that a lot of you who grew up with uh, Connor Oberst's singing or have like loved Bright Eyes for a very long time, you guys have like gotten to a point where you just appreciate the music and all this other stuff, and you don't hear the annoying tones that the rest of us hear. And that's fine. More power to you. To be fair, I also did bring this up with you. I mean, he's basically the new age Bob Dylan, and you were like, oh, I don't agree with that. I don't. Bob Dylan is a good artist, and, and this guy is a bad artist, and Bob Dylan sings well, and this guy does not that, sing well. And that Bob Dylan literally, has... they have the same singing style. No, they it's don't. It's just that he's a no. little whinier. He is a lot whinier. <laughs> it doesn't matter, though. They basically write that they have similar writing everything is about the same and also like bob, bob dylan sounds like a like a grown adult man and uh, connor ober sounds like a forget you like uh, come on <laughs> like i mean i like bob dylan i'm not saying that he's bad i'm just saying that like come on all right well tweet at us hashtag team bob dylan and ali or hashtag team Nothing. Just team the sucked team, the bad team, the one no one likes. Uh, no. Team the bright eyes. Yeah, I also know that this is the the worst episode for me to say this on because no one's gonna agree with me. And then second of all, just in general, the, the our two listeners tend to be more of the bright eyes crew anyway. So I'm kind of on my own on this one. I know. Yeah, you just suck. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean. As we said later in this episode, it was just a conversation that me and Joey had. But I guess because we didn't have Ali on it, 
Uh, are you listening to or watching anything new that you? Uh, I don't I, know. Since since I've the been last going through Tiger King on Netflix. Tiger King on Netflix is uh, a mess of a documentary that I really don't like, but can't stop watching. That's pretty much what's consumed my time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched it as well with a uh, frequent uh, collaborator on the show, George Andrews. And you're really uh, into that and... frequent collaborator phrase. <laughs> what? I said you've been repeating the frequent collaborator phrase a lot. I don't know. I just feel like I'm I'm, I'm bringing a little uh, class to the uh, the podcast. It's a not a classy um, podcast. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 garbage. Um, I've been to Oklahoma. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's when people are, like live in like civilized cities and stuff like that, and then they go like, "Oh, how come people think poorly of America?" And then you look at that shit, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> to our listeners from Oklahoma, I don't feel the same way as Justin does, and I'd like for you not to all to attack me on social media, but rather attack him. Just make sure you're always aiming your attacks at the right person when it comes to us, because sometimes I get shit I should not be getting. Anyway, so uh, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to give a brief description of the guest or slash co-host on this episode, which is Joey Cahill, who um, is a very cool, uh, he's a label, record label founder. Is that the right term? Yes, he's a label founder. <laughs> label owner. founder and owner of 6131 Records. Um, and you guys should check out their stuff. But we had him on the podcast earlier in 2019. And then he's come back uh, once, I think, since then. And then him and Justin have become good friends. And Justin was like, we should bring him back on. And I was like, definitely, this is this is the episode for him. Yes, he is a avid Bright Eyes fan. Me and him, as we talked about in our conversation, we actually went to go see Connor Oberst, and we were actually supposed to see in June the uh, the Bright Eyes reunion shows in Worcester and in uh, uh, New York City. But who knows? Because uh, we don't know what's going on with this climate right now. Um, I know that uh, normally most of us we always talk about a uh, song to play at the end, but me and Joey, I forgot to bring that up. So uh, we'll probably play the new Bright Eyes single because it probably makes the most sense. So Persona, Persona Non Grata, um, we'll play that at the end. Okay, well, uh, enjoy Justin stumbling into the intro of this episode. Later. Oh, all right, well, there we go. You, you good? Yeah. All right. Hi, Joey. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing good. How's uh, how are you and the fam holding up in this COVID nineteen uh, uh, pandemic? Uh, we're doing fine. I learned in the last week uh, I would be a terrible uh, kindergarten teacher, but I'm yeah. Doing- how- <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, are they doing like Zoom classes and stuff like that? Or We've done a couple, but they're. I was talking to a friend of ours, and it seems like Brookline is very far behind in uh setting that up so it's just kind of been like we've been nicole and i have been making like lesson plans and stuff to just do each day and try to just keep things moving forward i mean you could always just pull the sesame street route and just do that do we do an hour of abc mouse absolutely oh that's that's oh that's fair that's good he gets to play on the ipad and learn i assume it's doing something but it's a nice little little break that's good so, um that's recess so. you're doing a, i'm sorry oh, you're going, cut out you're there. Going lots of walks and call it ah recess. yeah i'm uh, i think we're all doing the walks it's uh it's I've not started, very i've started running so that's that's fun 
<laughs> to be fair, I will say this. I feel like COVID-19, this, the stay at home, is really two, it's the two ends of the spectrum. One is people are gaining a lot of weight because they're stress eating and stuff like that. Or they're doing the other thing where they're not eating a lot and actually deciding to like run outside and stuff. Can I float in the middle? Because I feel that's where I am. I eat I a lot and then I <laughs> run. <laughs> and regret and regret yeah. instantly and then put on put on the uh the it's nikes the fettuccine alfredo i had as i'm uh the second before i start running are you still like ordering food and stuff or uh, occasionally okay yeah i i don't know man i'm just like um <laughs> to be fair and it's nicole that wants to order the food i'm fine with just making pasta every night and but occasionally we do it like once a week that's fair i mean not birthday we didn't have a birthday cake because we, you know, we're trapped inside. So I was like, screw this. I want cheesecake. So we ordered Cheesecake Factory. And That's right. I got two slices of cheesecake. And then That's I ran awesome. the next day. <laughs> uh, you a traditional cheesecake guy or, uh, or uh, flavored? Normally traditional, but uh, I, went, I went a little crazy this time just to spice it up a little. That's fair. But generally... Uh, I'm just a good plain cheesecake. Yeah, I think I'm a plain cheesecake guy. I do like like the strawberry compote on top, like like a little bit of it, but I'm not one, a huge. Uh... One of the ones I got was a raspberry lemon cheesecake, and it was delightful. <laughs> delightful. <laughs> oh, um. By the way, uh, we're also um the portrait of a lady on fire. I think I sent you that is uh is on Hulu. Yeah, I'm have to convince Nicole to watch it, but or I'll find a solo a solo outing. I think that's a solo outing. I, I mean, basement. I mean, if anything, in, in, in uh, if you're going to teach your kindergartners anything, you know, French lesbians is is really is really the best way to teach them about their sexuality and owning it. So that's yeah. fun. Um, but uh, so I have you on the podcast. Thank you as always for coming on. I appreciate Thank it. Me again. Um, Main reason that I have you on and that Ali is not on, like we said in the beginning, is uh, Ali doesn't have anything nice to say about Bright Eyes. And <laughs> this is a Bright Eyes episode. So um, uh, do you want to just like come in to maybe give give us a little bit of intro to your in- introduction to Bright Eyes and, and how what it means to you? Yeah. Um, a friend of mine many, many years ago, I was still living in Long Beach. So that was shit. 20 um, oh, but it was probably about 20 years ago because it was fevers and mirrors was out uh had a mixtape in her car that had calendar hung itself and something vague on it and i never i'd always kind of been like ah brothers isn't for me and i heard those two songs and was like okay those songs were good if they're on the same record i'll buy it and lo and behold they were both on fevers and mirrors and so i bought it and that's kind of that's where it started and then yeah everything changed i remember uh i saw him a couple times before lifted came out and then bought lifted at a record store on St. Mark's in New York and saw that tour, saw him tour off lifted more times than I can remember. Um, yeah. And I've just kind of been a massive fan for quite some time now. So, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about the, uh, the, the new single uh, persona non grata? What? I think it's great. It's, yeah. it's, very, it's a little disappointing that it feels like we're gonna have to wait longer for more. Um, but that's understandable. Yeah. Well, life is uh, not fun anymore, and uh, we have like, to stay inside. So, 
Yeah. Um, I will say I, I did like the new track. The bagpipes were really cool. I didn't think that I'd like bagpipes in a song, and that was really cool. Um, but like I feel like also like Connor doesn't really release anything that I dislike. I don't think he's ever released a other than maybe the the Mystic River band thing, the Mystic Valley the band one, thing. Because there's only I guess there's one that's like live stuff, but the one full length where there's all the dudes are sitting on like couches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't a super fan of that project. That's like meh. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the and the I don't I haven't really listened to it, but he also did the monsters of what is it, monsters of folk or something. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean I, that one I never listened to, but I, I did all like the the um the solo stuff. And you and me actually saw him solo in uh, Rhode Island, and he played a whole lot of songs that I knew nothing about, and I'm pretty sure most of the crowd knew nothing either. Very very deep bright eyes cuts. Very <laughs> deep. Not even like a song like later on Fevers and Mirrors, like a song on a seven inch that's 20 years old. And in like a magazine. Like, like, or something the, like that. No, he straight up played a song that was, I think, from the magazine seven inch. Like, it's nuts. I had a great time. I had a great time. No, it was awesome. We had a. He was like, all right, a... here's Bowl of Oranges uh, for all you norms out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean,. I feel like normally on a regular Bright Eye show, Bowl of Oranges would even be like, that would be considered maybe a deeper cut. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, I figure, like like we said, uh, folks, we're kind of just bringing back the podcast just for now, just try to give you something to do and uh, keeps Joey uh, sane and away from the kids a little bit. So uh, on this episode, we're going to end. What? I get to hang out with my friend. I mean, that's fair, too. <laughs> well, to be fair, when we first started, it was a very weird relationship, and now we're friends. So now it's really just <laughs> the uh, that's like the one thing good thing that came out of the podcast. So, <laughs> oh, and also um, another bummer is that me and Joey are supposed to go see the uh, Bright Eyes on the reunion shows, uh, one in Worcester and one in New York. So I have no idea when those will be, but hopefully not at a crappy time yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a very crowded fall i feel like i like i got to imagine i mean before we get in the record and talk about just music i mean i feel like a lot of people that are listening to this have the same issue because they probably go to a lot of live shows like us i i got to imagine that a lot of bands had fall tours lined up are they just canceling them or are they just like is everything getting pushed out to 21 i i don't know what like the one i was thinking of is like you know, like a band like Me Without You, who's breaking up this year, like the brother sister tour, is that going to get pushed back and then, or just canceled and then they'll just do a final tour? Like, who knows? Like, it's like, I mean, I would assume in that case they'd be like, jokes, twenty twenty one is our last year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, because people, it's like stuff or fall is already happening and already being booked or has already been booked. And if tours, yeah, it's going to be a going to be a wild. Like I would I would have to imagine that Alkaline Trio and Bad Religion had tours lined up for the fall. Or did like Blink have something that Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and the My Chem shows are probably what are those in June or are those in July? I've didn't get tickets, so I have no idea when they are anymore. I think they're not oh, that's fair. Oh, okay. That, yeah. I mean at all at all estimates though, everything's supposed to not be I think I I really think shows won't happen until August. I wouldn't be surprised. And at that time, there are definitely bands that have rescheduled stuff for July. What are they supposed to be like? <laughs> again. <laughs> Reschedule again. Or yeah. just they're just like, all right, it, we're done. Somewhere 
there's been some I've seen that were rescheduled. I was like, that's uh, you're hopeful. Like exactly. Or you could be like, uh, 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 or you, or you could be like us who are waiting to hear from Boston Calling and whether or not they're going to do it. <laughs> so no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, Firefly canceled. I got to imagine they're at least either canceling or rescheduling. I got to imagine they're working something out with Harvard and the city to like try to yeah, figure something out. Fall or because schools Harvard's still in when it happens, right? In end of May. Yeah, what's Memorial Day? Weekend? No, no, they would be gone. Like the undergrad, like for the most part, would be gone. But I mean, there's still summer term. Like people still go to school. Yeah, but I wonder if it's like too crowded. It'll be too. I don't know. Well, the problem is the sports. You know what I mean? Like so because it's in the complex. So yeah. I got to imagine football and stuff starts up in like late summer, and they need that space. I would assume, and they probably trash it, and it probably needs to get cleaned for at least Absolutely. like two weeks. So. But if I, if it's canceled, I will then have to pay top dollar to go see Rage somewhere because you, you could come to New York. Come hang I, out. <laughs> come hang out with me and dad. So my dad. So um, all right. I guess we'll dive into the record. Um, I would hope that all people that listen to this podcast who are basically are uh, mainly Death Cab fans and national fans and people of indie music have listened to the album I'm Wide Awake It's Morning by Bright Eyes. We felt like it would be a good record to talk about, especially since they came out with a new single. Um, We're going to bring it back to the old format for those of you who haven't listened to the show. Um, We're going to play, we're going to talk about our feelings about the record as a whole. Then we're going to talk, play a little bit of each song, then talk about each song, then go on to the next song and rinse, dry, repeat. So, um, all right, uh, Joey. How are yeah. you feeling about I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning? I think it is the best Bright Eyes record. It is not my favorite, but I think it is the best record. Okay. I think that's fair. I would say it's my favorite, but it's also the first one I heard. The so. Infusion Mirrors is my favorite and the first one I heard. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's fair. Well, I mean. I, I think this is his best record. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's kind of like the peak of Bright Eyes. Well, because I feel like as a whole it's well produced like so it's better produced than lifted and and um and fevers and mirrors but also at the same time it doesn't go and get weird like um uh uh castadega and uh the one after the one with the flames people's key people's key great i love that um but it's it's like it's crazy that like this record came out the exact same day as digital ash which for me is the worst bright eyes record and it's like how I feel like that record's not bad. I feel like that record is good. I haven't listened to it since 2005. That's fair. I but feel I like think that... when I did my went through Bright Eyes on the all of my LPs, someone was like, "You got to go back and listen to Digital Ash." So I haven't yet, but it's, it's on my list. I mean, I've got nothing else to do, so maybe this is the time. Um, That's fair. Uh, I also am doing a all my LPs because I don't know I might be copying someone. Uh, if you would like to follow that, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Instagram at all my LPs underscore JGT because someone took all of my LPs already. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's crazy that he was able to like do com- two completely different sounding records essentially at the same time. Um, and they, you know, one is probably considered to be the best by most people or one of the best. And I feel like the other one's kind of forgotten in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't even think people think it's bad. I just don't even think people even knows know it exists, honestly. Yeah. 
Like when most people that I talk to about Bright Eyes, they're really they're really touting Casadega, um, I'm Wide Awake It's Morning, Lifted, and Fevers and Mirrors. Those are probably like the high points. I had a big uh, turnaround point on uh, Casadega where I used to not really like that record. And the past couple of years, for some reason, just that's the one I've wanted to listen to. And it's I kind of love it now. That record is my second favorite. So I'm wide awake is my my favorite, and then and then Casadega is my second favorite. But yet again, I also listened to Bright Eyes. Like I listened to I'm Wide Awake, and then and then I listened to the albums as they came out that way. The and other way. Yeah, and then went backwards like after People's Key came out. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but that's just like because that's the way it kind of worked for me. So, um. All right, I guess we'll uh, dive in. Um, so first off, we have At the Bottom of Everything. So there's this woman, and she was uh, <clears throat> on an airplane, and she's flying to meet her fiancé sailing high above the, the largest ocean on planet Earth, and she was seated next to this man who, you know, she had tried to start conversations, and only... Really, the only thing she heard him say was just to order his his Bloody Mary. And when she was sitting there and she was reading this really arduous magazine article about a third world country that she couldn't even pronounce the, the name of. And she's feeling very bored and very despondent. And, and then uh, suddenly there was this huge mechanical failure and one of the the engines gave out and they started just falling in 30,000 feet the uh, pilots on the on the microphone and he's he's saying I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry oh my god I'm I'm sorry I'm apologizing and and she looks at the man and she and she says she says she says where are we going and uh he looks at her and he says we're going to a party it, it's a birthday party. It's your birthday party. Happy birthday, darling. We love you very, 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 very much. All right. How you feel, Joey? Starting off the record. <laughs> um, see, I, I, off the top of my head, I think every single record starts with like a weird, just like story or him talking or just like conversational. Yeah, this is the most concise song, of them. I think this I is the, probably say. the best one. I love the song. Yep. I think the story's great. It sounds it sounds like it's just kind of telling a story to his friends the way he like walks away from the mic at one point to like get a drink or um but the song yeah, and I think the song is is great. I think it's it's just like it sounds like bright eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a lot of times I'll like not that I'll fast forward, but if I'm like I'll either skip the opening song on those rec you know, a lot of these records or if I just want to get if I'm like driving and want to get to the music. But like this one, I'll sit, I'll, I'll get through the whole thing. Yeah, especially like fevers and mirrors, man. That first song is just like that story is just so long and quiet. And yeah. It's just like, I, I, yeah. like that I can't deal with. I'll and like that, it. and like I like that song, but like this one like comes in with like so much energy that like the fevers and mirrors song is pretty quiet. So it's like you have this quiet exactly. story into a quiet song, and this one it's like a story about a plane crash, but then the song is just like you know raring to go from the get-go so yeah i mean you i mean it's probably the 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 heaviest song well 
quote unquote heavy, (laughs) like the heaviest song that he's opened a record with. And I think it's a great opening to the record. I think, like you said, the story is a lot louder, a lot bigger, a lot more advanced. And I think really plays well to the, the major themes of the record. Um, I also <laughs> like that this record really goes along the political climate. So I think it's a really good start for that because at that time we also had George W. Bush at our, as our president and we thought that would be the worst thing ever. So that was really funny. Well, <laughs> well like quick tangent uh, on all on my, all of my LPs, uh, I just did Desperacitos and it's like the first record was 2002 um, same years lifted, which is nuts. Um, but um, happiest place on earth. You know, it's like super political song about George W. Bush. And then it's just like, oh, wait, it's like more fitting today than it was then. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't... the GOP was like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, we... Check this one out. Um, but yeah, this record's like it's it's pretty political. It's yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. Have a good time. Well, I... And uh, also, I like, did you watch, the, I think I sent you the video, it's like him, it's Connor and Phoebe and the Conan thing. I actually never watched it. Oh, so there's this great Stuff bit where it's, my phone. that's fine. Uh, <laughs> there's this great bit and he's just like, he's like helping, he's like a PA. So he's just like helping people along, getting them coffee. And then he starts randomly just singing about George W. Bush and like weapons of mass destruction. And they, they all start screaming at him. They're like, it's not George W. Bush isn't even fucking president. <laughs> well, like it was, I think it was this record where he was on, uh, God, was it this record or Casadega or was it during lifted? But he went on Jay Leno and played the president talks to God, which is not on a record. And it's like Jay Leno, I think is known for being maybe a little conservative. And it was just like punk, like, yeah, yeah song about fuck the president. <laughs> Well, because he played Road to Joy, I think, on Letterman. Which makes more sense, because Letterman is a fun dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, let's go on to the next track. Uh, we Are Nowhere, and it's Now. So the first time I think I heard this song was in the movie Knocked Up <laughs> when they're traveling. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's when they're like moving out and like she's getting her own place and, and they're not together at the time. Like they, like he pissed her off. Like Seth Rogen pissed her off. Where and it's now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Literally. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, uh it, 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 I mean, this song, I think, lends itself really well to especially soundtrack, hence why the, uh, Judd Apatow used it. Um, I, I particularly like uh, if you hate the taste of wine, why do you drink it till you're blind? I don't know. Just that opening line really just kind of like sets the ominous tone of this, just like, well, fuck. <laughs> this song to me is just like you like bright eyes in a nutshell. Like this is like prime bright eyes. Like, I don't think it's the best song on the record, but. It's like it sounds what you I you I would imagine Bright Eyes to sound like is that song, if that makes well, sense. 
I also feel like this song could have very well been on like lifted. Whereas there's some songs on this record that like couldn't translate well to going in the past of bright eyes. Yeah. So like you're like you're like your road to joys, uh maybe even like Poison Oak or something. Oh well, no, that's not true. Poison Oak could be on it. Um, but it's uh it's definitely or Landlock Blues is another one. But definitely um Definitely, I I think it's a good point that he he kind of started the record at high energy, which I think also brings in people that are not as used to folk, and then kind of dials dials it in a little bit, but not too much so that it goes like to a too somber note. So I think it's yeah. like a little bit more inviting, and that's why I think this song is like a good uh, good song after um, at the bottom of everything, and a solid flex getting Emily Harris to sing on this song and a couple others. Yeah, that's 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 uh that's definitely a solid uh, flex. Oh, by the way, uh, something that I talked to Ali about because I'm an idiot um, on the last podcast that we just released. Uh, so you know how I have like all these like I don't know records that I've spent like lots of money on. I also didn't realize that like I could also just read the lyric sheets, and it's a lot easier than the pulling it up online and online <laughs> <laughs> and looking at liner notes is just way easier. That uh that makes sense. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until the episode back from when after we talked about all the records already. <laughs> all right, let's uh, go on to Old Soul Song. Great. It's like, um, it's like, it feels like, and maybe I'm reading it wrong, but like, it's like they're on a date, but come across a protest. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I really like this song. Um, well, it's interesting because I feel like it sounds kind of like something like more. Uh, I mean, I was also super young when the protests about the uh, Iraq war were really happening. Yeah, and I also feel like they were super young. Yeah, that's true. You were super young as well. Um, <laughs> I also uh, the, the protests I really remember were the ninety nine percent ones, which like I feel like those were a little bit more mainstream and a little bit bigger. Whereas the Iraq ones weren't as popular yet. Whereas the ninety nine percent ones, literally everyone was in full storm, like yeah. beating cars open and stuff. Um, but I can imagine like kind of him just walking, like he's just like out on a date with like a lady and just kind of just seeing this this uh, these protests and like going in full force. Yeah, I, I also, I mean, it's just like it's just. It, I mean, it, you know, obviously goes back to like you know, uh, like folk from like the sixties and seventies, but just like these protest songs that you know, I don't. I mean, I'm sure there was like inklings of it on earlier Bright Eyes work, but like this just feels like a protest record. Um, oh, you know, straightforward. I mean, this is this is pretty straightforward protest record. Whereas I feel in the past it was like in past releases of his or as the band, um, it was definitely a little bit more like subtle. Yeah, and this is just like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also feel like it was at a point where the country was ready to say fuck you, not just like you had to like you didn't have to mince your words or like. like 2002 when like when lifted came out i mean granted it might have been written prior to but like you know 
9-11 was still fresh in everyone's head. Like, you know, like, not like, oh, George Bush is doing great, but like, let's see what happens. And by the time 2005 comes around, it's like, all right, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, yep, it's time, it's time to move on. Like, let's get this guy out of here. Um, yeah. Yep. If we only knew what was around the corner. <laughs> God. Um, all right, let's go on to Lua. They keep turning their lights off But Julie knows a party at some actor's west side loft Supplies are endless in the evening By the morning they'll be gone When everything is lonely I can be my own All right so Lua, probably one of my favorite tracks on the record. Oh, the song is incredible. Incredible. Like, like it it hits all it hit all hits all notes at all levels. Um yeah. I love the line where he talks about he's like, um, cause uh Connor never touched drugs at all and never really, you know, did any of that stuff. But he's like, <laughs> like you keep going to the bathroom, I think you have a problem. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. I just like imagine them just like bar hopping and just like doing coke in the bathrooms while while going and just like i don't know it's it's just a it's just an endearing heartfelt song and it was really cool to see phoebe sing it when we saw when both of when we saw better um it's one i think one of the best songs on the record and one i was able to i've seen him play a few times but seeing you know the better believing shows like phoebe and him do together was was pretty incredible um yeah the song's pretty fantastic. I think the song, yeah, is, yeah, I don't know. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the fun, the, not this, not the standout track from the record or like the biggest hit, but, or maybe it does feel like the standout track. It's not the biggest hit, but it feels like the, the song that I think will live on the most. I would, I feel like, well, I feel like with fans, it'll live on more. Like this is a song, like, you know how, like, I feel like as death cab fan, like for instance, Shocker, I'm an avid Death Cab fan, and you are as well. Um, I Will Follow You to the Dark is like the first day of my life kind of thing, where it's like very overplayed, and it's they're both great songs. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I've heard them a million times. Lua is like to like the sound of settling where death cab it's like it's a popular song it was played, but it still wasn't overplayed, and it's just and you want to hear it almost every set. Yeah, exactly. So I always I have my whole thing. This is unrelated or tangent, but uh, I love Alkaline Trio, and I feel like you know every, everyone says their favorite song is Radio, which to me that's and no offense if it's your favorite song. I say that's the Poser's favorite song, but that's like saying your favorite Death Cab song is for uh, "I'll Falling to the Dark" or my favorite Brightest song is "First Day of My Life." Like, of course it is, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's the remember there's the there's the uh, the way i put it is there's the um the the poser answer and then there's the cool guy answer (laughs) so um 
by the way, that Alkaline Trio 7-inch is fucking fantastic. It's so good. I got a little worried with the O-O-O's in the beginning, though, of that first song. Like, oh, when yeah. I first heard it, because I was like... When the drums kick in, oh, take my money. It's yeah, so- but, I, but I was so worried. It was like one of, like, a John Feldman, like, like it was just like a produced song. Yeah, and I was like, no. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Very good. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll uh, bring it back. We'll go uh, Train Underwater. So now we're back to we're we're still not like fully picked up, right? Like train underwater is like in like the mid range. It's not it's not fully fast or anything like that. For me, this is like the one song I could do without. Exactly. It's not a bad song by any means, but it's just kind of like eh. it's like the middle of the record, the fifth song. Like it's fine. But it's also wedged between two masterpieces, which I feel like is a problem. That's going to hurt it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if it doesn't hold up, it it doesn't have the same legs. But if anything, it almost like it's always interesting to me because I feel like when you're making a record and especially if you're going out like having the art form of making a full sounding cohesive record, you almost have to make songs that are meant to suffer. Yeah. Not every song can be a masterpiece. Exactly. Because otherwise then no song is a masterpiece essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you put it on any other record or you know play it on its own and it's like ah oh, it's a good song but when it comes right after lua and, and then before, it's like um, yeah exactly so i i feel like we're kind of on the same page it was pretty mid-tempo for it's a mid-tempo song that i think is pretty i mean i would say kind of like similar to what you were saying to uh we are nowhere and it's now it's pretty traditional with bright eyes but it's kind of run of the mill i felt like this could but it's it's not my favorite by any means yeah it almost felt like we need a 10th song uh okay here we go like it's like paint by numbers bright eyes like it's it's fine i'll yeah. take i'll take paint by numbers bright eyes over most things yeah exactly so um all right something that no one knows about which is uh first day of my life <laughs> this is the first day of my life I swear i was born right in the doorway I went out in the rain, suddenly everything changed They're spreading blankets on the beach Yours is the first face that I saw I think 
like I was blind before I met you And I don't know where I am, I don't know where I've been But I know where I want to go And so I thought I'd let you know Yeah, these things take forever I especially am slow Eh <laughs> it's it's bleh. <laughs> um I love this song. I know you have an endure I was gonna say you have an enduring tale about this. I guess you can let the people know. <laughs> I do. Uh when I was getting married, my wife and I were like, you know, trying to find a song for our first dance. I was like, what about this idea? Probably you know, the most generic, like first day in my life. Like like and she was like, Okay, that's a, like she liked the song. And then we were trying to think of like stuff we could do for the wedding and we're kinda like, Oh, let's maybe we could get make a seven inch to give away to the party, like the guests and our, our friends cover songs. So we had like some, some friends of ours cover some songs. And then, uh, we asked, uh, uh our friend, if Brendan Urie from panic, the disco would cover first day of my life for us. And he did. And that, then that version became our first dance, which pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty great. That's a pretty, pretty big flex. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, and what's funny is, um, that version is only on the seven inch that uh, is was given out to about a hundred people. Uh, yeah. But our so our friend, just quick side note, our friend. The reason we know got this is we became friends with Brendan because our one of our good friends tours with them, and they do a like a House of Memories kind of thing, like a museum, a Panic Museum at every show. And our friend Zach made a Panic of the Disco like playlist to play through the the museum. And he put the Bright Eyes cover on it. Uh, oh, okay. So, like, people would walk through and be like, what is, like, just have no idea what it was. Um, and it happened to be like, he took us in there one time and it came on, like, just on shuffle while we were in there. And I was like, Zach, what is this? Like, how did this get on there? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want rights. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just, yeah. Interesting little little tidbit. If you ever hear a Panic the Disco uh, Bright Eyes cover, you're welcome. <laughs> and his version, yeah, no, I mean, his version's pretty incredible. He did it just did it all by himself, and it's it sounds fantastic. That's cool. Do, it, well, it, I, I don't think I, I don't think you've showed it to me. Is it piano or is it guitar or is it just his or yeah, is it just <laughs> he put that's we thought he was just gonna like play guitar and just like sing it, and he ended up like there's like hand claps and like percussion and like he did a whole bunch of like stuff to it it's very cool i'll play it for you nick if i ever see you again yeah that, that's fair <laughs> um i mean my feelings on this song i mean it's a classic it's great <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I don't know what else to say other than it's it's a very good song but to me it's the i will follow you into the dark of yeah. of, of bright eyes and i don't find myself listening to it that much to what we were saying lua has almost 34 million plays on spotify that's a lot First day of my life has 171 million. Well, I wouldn't even say 35 million is that. I don't think it's that I would, much. I would take one of our bands to have 35 million. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm talking about, well, that's also, like, I was actually going to bring this up later. And I mean, you just brought up the play, so we'll talk about it. Persona non grata, only 120 plays, 120,000 plays. I'm kind of surprised. That's, yeah, that actually seems kind of low. Has, for nine for first single in nine years, sold yeah. out tours. Well, that's the thing is, so he has. I'm looking at now 1.5 million monthly listeners, but most of those are probably playlists. So who knows, like how many actual followers he has? Like if he only has like 
you might only have like 200,000 followers. So like that's, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you're able to see that stuff. Um, so that's maybe why it's not, cause it's, I'm sure it's on playlist now, but um, yeah. The I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, it's how you get it. And that's what I'm sure yeah. first on every single like indie coffee shop, like romance playlist that you're going to find. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it's definitely just, um, oh. yeah, no, I was just surprised. I thought it would be more, I figured it would be like 500,000 or a million by now, honestly. Let me see. I'm just curious to see what, uh, what's the new Phoebe song called? Uh, garden song. Oh, that already has 2.4 million. Wow. 127 is pretty low. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But I also think that bright eyes is not gaining new fans. No, no, I, I think it's okay. This is it wrote in. You're disagreeing with me or you're agreeing? Totally. Like, yeah, Bright Eyes, Bright Eyes is what it is. Like, you, I don't think they're going out there to, like trying to cater to the tweens to to get them to their show. Well, it's but. also like I feel like Death Cab's kind of where they're at, too. Like, they don't – I don't think they're going to get any bigger or oh, anything. Like, like Jimmy World's not going to get any bigger. Like, Alcantara is not going to get any bigger. Bad Religion's not going to get any bigger. You know? Like, like the only new fans you're going to get are, the, like, the cool older brother kind of – gig i think or like the or like the cool uncle that shows you like whatever or something yeah honestly in the case of bright eyes phoebe fans might be the the, who don't know bright eyes like that's that's fair that is true so all right let's go on to another traveling song well i'm changing all my strings i'm gonna write another traveling song About all the billion highways and the cities at the break of dawn Well, I guess the best that I can do now is pretend that I've done nothing wrong And dream about a train that's gonna take me back where I belong I feel like the percussion on the song is just really fun. (laughs) yeah i just feel like i also feel like it's definitely just like i'm picturing myself in like a classic like louisiana new orleans like bar or something like that and just like it's just like you got the jug cans and just people like what yeah happen and someone yeah yeah like that's that's like literally what i see and it, it makes me so happy and i think it's a good way to come out of like the the middle of the record i feel like it, it kind of sets you up for the end and especially after first day of my life like it comes out with like some heat and it's not like a, a quiet song like you're you're either way you're like you're going to be moving you know what i mean like it's not just like another like sad quiet song like you're, you're yeah it doesn't have to be the greatest song ever written but the energy is there to like bring you back well and i think the energy is key here and you're right it's but like is is this song like phenomenal by any means that needs to be in the record books no but it's perfect for the record yeah super fun song like whereas like i feel like train under uh train underwater suffers this song almost exceeds because it's just energy they're just giving you that shot of (laughs) i hate i hinder to say adrenaline because it's not exactly like (laughs) we're we're not talking about inside out here (laughs) you're not getting punched in the face during this song yeah um actually small little tangent in my uh <laughs> i have to do it i'm uh most as most of you the old listeners know i'm actually in a uh, uh a grad program 
And that's why we mainly stopped the podcast for a while. Um, but I'm actually quoting and talking about uh, Have Heart in my inspirational speech. Nice. <laughs> so talking about humility and that importance of that and being a level five leader. <laughs> <laughs> and quoting and quoting the song after armed armed like a uh, armed with a mind so i'm sure a lot of death cab and uh national listeners really uh <laughs> really like have heart <laughs> all right let's go on to landlocked blues if you walk away i'll walk away first tell me which road you will take don't want to risk our paths crossing someday So you walk that way, I'll walk this way And the future hangs over our heads And it moves with each current event Until it falls all around like a cold steady rain Just stay in when it's looking this way all right. I feel like we're in what more well produced. Like I feel like this song could have been on Fevers and Mirrors. Yeah, I can, yeah. This song smoke. Well, it doesn't smoke, but this song is a straight up banger. This song's so good. Everything about oh, this yeah. is phenomenal. Um the lyrics, I mean, it's just so good. Like uh it <laughs> like it's just like I mean the the whole journey of like you almost like feel like you're walking with them and just like you're just going on this meandering aimless walk which i also feel like it just like a lot about what this record signifies and is also just like um one being pissed at the government but also two just being aimless in the sense that there's nothing else that we can really do yeah. <laughs> like we're all kind of just like that's it it's kind of like now how there's nothing else for us to do <laughs> yeah we're just powerless to, to the powers that be and they're all fucking it up so that's great but um yeah i love yeah. this song. this is and this is almost like the perfect like come down after another traveling song where like you're all hyped and then it just like let's slow your roll for a minute. I mean, I gotta say the f- the from another traveling song to the end of the record, I think is the best playthrough on this album. I can I feel you on that. Like I think there's better. I don't think any of these songs are the best on the record, but I think that they play better as like, like I think it's the best four song run. Like you're like, I'm like, Oh, once I get to this part of the record, I'm not hesitant. And I'm just listening to the whole rest of the record. They didn't like hide any like weaker songs in the back. Like, exactly. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. It's a, it's a solid run. Yeah. So, all right, let's go on to uh poison Oak. Poison Oak. Some boyhood. Bravery When a Telephone Was a tin can On a string And I Fell asleep With you Still talking to me You said you weren't afraid to die So, I have a question about this song. What's that? Is is his brother, like, was he dealing with sexuality issues or something like that? Is that, I don't know, what? I have no idea. 
Because like you get what I'm saying? Because he like oh. he talks about he's like um you're like dressed in women's clothes, but I've never been prouder or something like that. And it's like I just was confused as to like I thought maybe like he was had a family member that was like struggling with like sexuality. I don't I I thought his brother passed away because there's a whole on fevers and mirrors talking about going to on calendar hung itself going to Chicago. I think to his ghost was in Chicago. There's some line. I don't remember it exactly, but that was the impression I got. So I, I don't know. Well, I think he has, he might multiple have siblings. He might have more than one brother. You're yeah. not have one sibling, but yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So, well, cause he brings up another brother on the, um, on the, uh, salutations. So, so, uh, yeah, who knows? But um, yeah, that's uh, that was just an interesting. I thought maybe you might know. Um, well, if you do know, folks, uh, please reach out to us at we have the facts at pod at gmail dot com and uh, let us know. <laughs> um, I, so much for being uh, big bright eyes fans, I guess. <laughs> um, I would say though, this is probably in my top ten favorite bright eyes songs. I love. Oh this yeah. Song. Oh, so when, good. When it like kicks in towards the end, it's so goddamn good. Yeah, I love this song. This is like the song that, like, if I were to, if I was forced to pick one song off this record, and I'd probably pick First Day of My Life because you know marriage. But <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I, I I love this song so much. It, I see. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. I just love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's close it out with "Road to Joy." Up with no conclusions, flowers sleeping in their beds. The city cemeteries humming. I'm wide awake, it's morning. I have my drugs, I have my woman. They keep away my loneliness. My parents, they have their religion, but sleep in separate houses. All right, fun fact. Actually, my favorite. This song is my favorite song on the record. Oh, this is a great song. the The craziest thing about this song to me is it got played on K Rock in LA, which is like a for those like a huge radio station. Um, and I always thought that was so weird. Like I didn't even know like this was a single. Um, but this is the song that they, that got played on the radio out there. Um, and I guess it, it makes sense because it's like a rock and roll song. Well, I gotta imagine. You gotta imagine it's 2005. You got like bands like The Used and My Chemical Romance are blowing the fuck up and all that kind of stuff. Like, and they're becoming like popular bands that are being played. So, like, I assume this is like the one song that lends itself to that kind of crowd. But also, like Black Keys, I think we're at the same time. Like, it it fit, like this song. It makes sense. Like that's the song. But it's just interesting because it wasn't like this is a new single. It was just like this is the song we're going to play. We're not going to play the singles. Yeah. I mean, the main reason also, I was just like, you don't want to hear Lou for five minutes on the radio. Well, I would, but yeah, you're out of person. That's because we're sad children essentially. And love that. So, but um, yeah, I don't know why, but I also just have this like vision in my head when he like at the end, like he's like, Hey boys, let's fuck this up. I imagine this weird folk pit. Yeah. Just everyone's swaying. <laughs> kind of like at like a dead show or something, and just like but everyone being violent about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but uh yeah. All right. Um well I guess we'll go uh f- 
uh, as we always do, for those who don't know and are just tuning into this episode um, or the new episodes, we always end with our favorite song on the record and least favorite song on the record. I will give you a minute to think about it. But for me, I will say Road to Joy is my favorite and Train Underwater is my least favorite. I think I would say Poison Oak is my favorite. Or would I say Lua? <sighs> my least favorite is Train Underwater. And I keep, depending on the day, I would say Lua or Poison Oak. But probably Poison Oak is my favorite. That's fair. <sighs> but um, all right. Anything? Uh, uh, all right, I guess. And we'll just talk about... Uh, a lot of new stuff came out today. Uh, we're recording this on March 27th, so Friday, just in case uh, Ali takes forever to post it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, what came out today? <laughs> yeah, a shit ton of stuff. I don't know how to say her name, but it's the it's like W A X A. It's like I'll have to look it up. But um, also, the new Pearl Jam record came out. I don't know if you're a Pearl Jam guy, but I'm an that guy who I like the first three records. I just I kind of live kind of fell off with Pearl Jam and haven't kept up at all. That's fair. I know the records are good, but I just haven't like couldn't tell you what the last like five records sound like. Yeah. Um Sufjan Stevens released a weird record with a stepfather that's like all just basically noises, but I'm but, here for it. I probably, but, I probably won't listen to a ton. Oh, Waxahachie, that's who you're talking about. That's it. That's it. Um, that record's really good. I haven't listened to it. I like her I like the other records. Uh, Nicholas Jar just released a um, uh, uh, an electronic record that's really good. Um, like in the sense of it kind of sounds like a soundtrack. It's kind of like similar to like Survive. Okay. Stuff like that. Um, uh, halfway for released a record that's pretty good. Oh, did you listen to the Brian Brian Fallon record? No, I never was really big into like his solo stuff. Yeah, I only really like Gaslight, but I, I, I always try just because maybe he'll pull one out that I really like. But um, what are you keeping? How are you keeping sane during the COVID? What are you watching, listening to? I shockingly have not watched much TV at all. Nicole and I usually will watch stuff at night. Obviously, we watched Tiger King like the rest of the country. But uh, <laughs> it's insanity. That show is insane. Bonkers. bonkers. Um, but I have been listening to more music in the past two weeks than I have in months. I'm currently working on a thousand piece Star Wars puzzle that's destroying my brain. Uh, yeah, you're not very good at puzzles, man. <laughs> it is. Oh, it is hard. <laughs> a lot of the same color. Um, a lot of stars. Those are tough. Uh, black with white dots. That's that's a. Uh, um. But yeah, I've, yeah, honestly, it's it's crazy like how much music I've been listening to. I mean, I guess I'm home a lot, and with the kids, like you know, it's not like I'm able to watch whatever I want. So I can just I just put on music and like clean or like they're playing, and I'm yeah. So yeah, um, the things I'm listening to. Uh, so uh, as I told you, lots of uh, I'm I'm very ashamed of myself and getting into fish now. So that's a fun thing. <laughs> We are on the darkest timeline. <laughs> um, also, a thing that came out today that was actually really good is the 17 minute long song that uh, Bob Dylan released. Whew, you could listen to that. <laughs> it's all about JFK dying. And I'm such a history nerd. I'm all about it. I'm here for it. I'd rather read the article than listen to a 17 minute song of that. Just put the words down in a put it in time. <laughs> And call it a day. 
That's fair. Um, one thing that was actually pretty cool is one of my professors actually ended uh, class with Leonard Cohen uh, two days ago. So that's pretty cool. So I was like, she was like, and I'm going to set us out with this. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I've been listening to a little bit of Leonard Cohen. And uh, ever since we saw Me Without You with Thrice, I've been listening to a lot of like brother, sister and stuff just because if we actually see that tour. (laughs) Yeah, I recently did the Deftones on all my LPs and I realized I love them. And so I've been listening to a ton of the Deftones ever since. Um, Yeah, that's a band I really need to like. I just got to do it. I just, I got to pull the trigger and listen. Yeah. I don't know where you should start. I feel like the white pony one is the one that everyone's all I about. Mean, best record. It's a little, that's no, not very new. Like NU. Um, with it, but yeah, that's, that's probably a fair, a fair place to start. Um, but I've been, I've been going deep. I was listening to like adrenaline, the first record, which is a lot more new metal than the later stuff, but that's it's, fair. yeah. I've been having a great time. Mm. So, all right. Uh, uh, I don't think we talked about this once, but Joey owns a record label called Six One Three One. Buy anything that's on their uh, on their page and anything that they uh, do, and because uh, they do some cool stuff. Uh, anything that you want to promote? Um, I'm trying to think what. I mean, uh, I'm glad it's you has a new record coming out in May. Uh, everyone should listen to that, and everyone should listen to Katie Malco. She's from England and she's phenomenal. Her record comes out in June. I think that's all that's in the books right now. But listen to both of those. They're great. Sounds good. All right. Um, and as always, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at, at the facts pod. And also reach out to us if you have any questions. Talk to us. I know that a lot of you are feeling isolated. Uh, you are not alone. And uh, reach out at we have the facts pod at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, folks. Uh, Talk to you soon. I think we'll keep doing these. Getting dressed for a date, put on blue after shave, wore a kill like a kill. Hid the way that I felt. Combat boots, fallen leaves, West Village, Halloween, to Bollywood song. Taking shots till we're gone, unwelcome in the autumn. Persona non grata. I'm the last of the best. I'm your thoughts in the swamp. There's a playground of children in the shadows of buildings. There's a line at the church where your homelessness works. Where the stained glass of crimson meets Ezekiel's visions. Saw valley of bones where no man shall be saved. And now you, you come to me asking that. And now you, you come to me And you're asking that Oh, how can we reconcile? Left your innocence there in Tiananmen Square You were filled with despair, underfed 
and depressed Vacant lot where a prison stood God knows you never would lie to yourself But you do every time Made a life of deception and passive aggression Gonna scream when I sing I'm gonna die in the ring Turn me on, you're a knockout Climb up onto my cloud Do your worst to me now Before I change my mind Now you, you wanna be true To me once again And you want me to be true To you once again Oh yeah, you You wanna be true To me Once again